Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling. It's Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people in today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, simply the best that there is. Been my dentist for the last 28 years. I'm never going to another one. He is my guy. He will remain my guy. Make him your guy. All you have to do is call him. 317-849-2933. Punch, subscribe, hit like, ring the bell. Let's talk about sports, the Indianapolis Colts. I looked at the pro football focus grades. Here first, sure, what's up? How you doing? Let's talk about pro football focus. The offensive line for the Colts, three-fifths of it, not terribly good. Kyle Fitz, how you doing, brother? (laughs) Thank you. Well, you know, you got to keep it positive. Um, Braden Smith. We'll go from right tackle all the way to left tackle, and it's not going to be a lot of fun as we get away from uh, Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson. We'll just say that. Um, Braden Smith, 38th out of 68 offensive tackles who qualified for this list, uh, 59th in pass blocking out of 68. That's not good. How about Mark Glowinski, 55th out of 65 eligible guards. How about Ryan Kelly, 8th? Of, of 32. That's not bad. He had a good day, evidently. Quentin Nelson, 11th of 65. Okay, there you go. Now we're moving in the right direction, and not anymore because we get to Julian Davenport, and holy cow, 43rd out of 68 overall and 60th of 68 in pass blocking. Ayuh. Not so good. Uh, Carson Wentz ranked 23rd among quarterbacks passing the football. A little bit less if you include the run, but that's the way it goes. Uh, I don't care what you get running the football. We don't expect Carson Wentz to carry this team on his legs. It's got to be his arm that powers this offense. One thing that Frank Reich said, and I kind of went over it this morning a little bit. He said this yesterday. He said that the, the ability to stop the Rams' running attack is going to be the key in stopping the passing attack. 
And, and my head turned around like Linda Blair in The Exorcist, and I thought, hmm, that really doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense at all. The key to stopping the Rams' passing attack is stopping the passing attack. That's what the key is. The key is making it uncomfortable for Matthew Stafford and the receivers to get open and hit them when they're open. That's the key. The Rams running the football, I don't give a damn about. That doesn't matter. They run the football well, I'm okay. That's okay. I don't know what Frank Reich was talking about or what he was trying to say. It is weird. That is a weird thing to say. And you know what? And correctly. And normally, I would be critical of the media in, in, in an instance like this for letting a guy get away with that kind of thing. But you know what? You're not there to call a guy out. Now, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. Explain that to me. This isn't a job interview. This is the media asking questions of the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, surprisingly, although not if you watched the game and you paid attention to Rocky Seen. Rocky Seen graded best among Colts cornerbacks. And in the way you kind of knew it if you watched the game, because we don't get the coach's view where you see all 11 matchups, right? You, you only see Rocky Seen when he screwed something up. And that wasn't very often on Sunday. Kenny Moore, different issue. Kenny Moore was not good. Kenny Moore, 69th of 74 cornerbacks who are graded. Pro football focus is a really interesting tool, but it's just a tool, right? And in the micro, it sometimes isn't very accurate. In, in the, you know, as, as you look at, across an entire season, you get a pretty good snapshot of what a player is. So we're not going to take them too seriously, although these grades tend to confirm our bias toward what we watched on Sunday, which was just an abomination of professional football at all levels. Poorly coached, poorly led, poorly executed, confused execution, as a matter of fact. So, uh, and then you get to the health problems. Braden Smith, he's got the foot problem. Is that going to keep him out? What would the Colts look like this weekend, this Sunday, another home game without Eric Fisher or without Braden Smith? You would have Julian Davenport at left tackle. And then at right tackle, you would, a man, you would have a man named Matt Pryor, who the Colts acquired in a trade on a, August 31st from the Philadelphia Eagles. This is really how uh, fall, uh, far the Colts have fallen. Because, oh, you know what? I, that's, I, I, they don't have any bias against anybody, I don't think, if that's what you were trying to say. Anyway... The Eagles' offensive line is the scapegoat for Carson Wentz's lack of quality play last year, right? Everybody said, look, that offensive line couldn't play dead. They couldn't block you or me. So what do the Colts do to increase the depth and improve the depth on the offensive line? They go out and get Matt Pryor, who's a guy who stunk it up last year and caused the problems for Carson Wentz to begin with. Born Again says we really need to do something about our offensive line. You know, it, it, when asked about the execution of the offensive line, Coach Frank Reich said, I'm in favor of it. No, he didn't. He doesn't have that good a sense of humor. Uh, our defense played soft and got pushed around for it again. said, yes, and that's no good. Forrest Buckner, he did not grade well. However, Quiddy Pay did. Quiddy Pay 
graded 22nd of 98 defensive ends, edge rushers, with a 77.7. Good afternoon for Quiddy Pay. Um, but nobody wants to. And, and for those of you who were wondering where Marlon Mack was, Marlon Mack was active. He just wasn't used. Marcus Brady, the offensive coordinator, was asked about it today. And he said the plan was to have Marlon Mack get the ball some against the Seattle Seahawks. It didn't happen. And so what they hope to have happen this weekend is that Marlon Mack plays and and he does well. But you've got kind of the three-headed monster, right? Sort of the Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, two-headed monster. And then the third head is kind of growing out of a, the Colts' shoulder. And, and that's Naheem Hines, the gadget guy. Status on Dio, we have no idea. He's not close to playing. He's on injured reserve. And going from the pup list to injured reserve, he's out, I believe, for at least 10 weeks. Out for eight and then an additional two where he can practice, if I understand the rule correctly. They got a lot of rules in the NFL. Understanding them all, not altogether too easy. You got to be an attorney to understand what the hell is going on with the NFL rules as far as pup lists and IR. Bornigan says he's going to be good for our playoff push. Assuming they don't start 0-6, right? You know, then you're not going to have any kind of playoff push. So uh, I agree. You know, what was it, three years ago in 18? Was it 18? With Andrew Luck, they get off to that 1-5 start and then go on to make the playoffs. Don't dig that kind of hole again. It's not often that 1-5 teams wind up making the playoffs. Uh, Peyton Manning last night on ESPN2, superb, wonderful. Why in the world would anybody watch football in any other way? Here's what you need for a great broadcast. You need two minimum, maybe three, but it gets a little bit complicated with three. You need two people who are respectful and enjoy listening to each other. And that was Peyton and Eli Manning. And then they cycled people through, right? You know, uh, Russell Wilson. I heard during the fourth quarter in the overtime. He was unbelievably good. Ray Lewis during part of the broadcast. Really, really good. This was an excellent show. This was the best performance, broadcast-wise, of a Monday night football game in decades, for goodness sake. Um, Manning... And what I loved most about the broadcast was watching Peyton Manning watch plays because he immersed himself in the play. You could see that he was just eating, soaking up all of that information, everything that was out there, that all 11 matchups he was watching. And then he broke it down just beautifully. He was phenomenal last night. I loved watching that game. I loved watching Monday Night Football for the first time in so long. Nothing against Steve Levy and uh, Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick. I think Lewis Riddick is unbelievably good. I love Lewis Riddick, but that's uh, that thing. That's terrible. It, look, just shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic is not going to resurrect Monday Night Football. You can't do that. Well, we're going to put uh, two more experts in and another play-by-play guy. Why is Steve Levy any better than, uh, than Joe Tessitore or uh, any of the other guys who have done that show you know, the last few years? Why would Steve Levy be better at it?
who's ever watched a, a show, whether it's like Sports Center or NHL games or whatever Steve Levy was doing and said, man, I really enjoy that Steve Levy. That doesn't happen ever, right? He's a nice placekeeper. He keeps, he makes noise as we watch. So we don't think, well, that's odd to watch a game and have there be no noise. That is Steve Levy's role in, in these broadcasts. Lewis Riddick is really interesting, but he's not emotionally invested in the play. So there's no, hey, you know, the best radio booth I've ever heard. Wayne Larravee, Dick Butkus, I think Hub Arkish was in there. Um, who else? Jim Hart. You had a lot of voices on WGN Radio in 85 and 86, although the product was so utterly compelling that, that, meaning the 85 Bears, how would you have a bad broadcast? But they were just great. I mean, you could tell that they loved watching the games together. It was fantastic, and that's what you've got to have. And that's what Peyton Manning and Eli Manning brought to those broadcasts. They loved listening to each other, and they loved... They had respect for each other, they listened to each other, and they said interesting things. And that is all you need. That's a broadcast. I don't know why ESPN and other networks do anything else, right? They, they, they put together the oddest combinations of people. It never works or rarely works. Sometimes you get something really, really good. But more often than not, not And I'm telling you, ESPN screwed up by not renewing Dan Dockage for college basketball. Absolutely screwed up. Because here's what Dan Dockage does. He listens and he respects. And the people he worked with, they listen and they respect. And so you've got a really good broadcast. If you've got a person who's knowledgeable and worth listening to and the chemistry between the two people who work together is such that people want to listen. That's all you need. Who the hell wants to listen to Dick Vitale do college basketball? Who? Let's see some hands. Anyone? No, of course not. Why? Because he's not interested in the game. And he's not interested in his partner. He's interested in him. And he's interested in selling books, for the love of God. And nobody at ESPN has the stones the sack to say, Dick, you know what? I know the money goes to charity, but nobody gives a damn about your books. So stop talking about your books and talk about the game you're watching. How hard is this? It's ridiculous. And they give him the big contract and they let Dan go. What the hell is going on in Bristol? Who's running that show? Oy, oy, oy. How about the Bills? The Bills, for goodness sake, they're going to mandate that fans get vaccinated. What you think about that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to think about it. I think it's kind of silly. Mandating vaccinations to go to an outdoor sporting event. I, I just, look, I, I got vaccinated. My wife got vaccinated. Every, everybody in my family got vaccinated that I'm aware of. And so, we're happy with our decision. You make your decision. I think, I think that's as far as it should go. Um, it's an outdoor stadium. Please.
Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. Cannot wait to talk to you. And I got a little bit agitated. I got to tell you the truth. I got more to talk about, but I like to keep these to 15 minutes because you've got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. We all got stuff to do, right? I'll show you what I got to do, all right? I'll show you. Because this, is this interesting? Nah, you know, who knows? At any rate, I got a problem. Here's my problem as we go outside and we truck through here. Look at this. The lawn's a mess. I got to mow the lawn. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Can't wait.